I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you bow your knee. Satan, you bow your knee. You fall on your face. You fall on your face. COVID-19. of uh shit i've got some shit to talk about uh lay this is on me i was go- i was going to transition into an article about uh about john mcafee Mc- Mc- but the the, <laughs> the virus uh the guy that made the virus uh, yeah, thing. the, the uh, antivirus software yeah and then and then i just and then i remembered you know what this article is problematic and not worth going into but but, I but will- it's really funny though it's not, you know what it was a hoax so it doesn't matter <laughs> He, it was a hoax that he shits on people? Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly? Allegedly. And also, <laughs> and also, also, I wasn't going there. Oh, anyway, we're going to move right wait, along. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, we got to get into it now. Okay, okay, hold on. I, hold on, I, hold I, on, thought, hold on. I thought you were going to say he shits on people like Ellen DeGeneres shits on people. No, like yes, no, like, he, yeah, no like, like literally. Like Ellen like literally it. shits on people. Oh, my God, like he, guys. Alleged. Whoa. No, none of this is true. <laughs> He allegedly he allegedly dumps on dumps on people's chests from hammocks. Okay, guy. Yeah, okay. From hammocks. <laughs> or, yeah, or maybe or no, wait, no. It's that he. It's How that do he has you other shit on be- someone from a hammock? No, sorry, do you sorry. cut a hole in it? It's that he has no, other people no, hammocks, on him. Ha- hammocks are. You can find hammocks that are mesh. Oh, Any, true. Anyway, anyway, this is all this is all hearsay. <laughs> no, the article that I was going to read is, has nothing to do with that. Really? He, yeah, he was wearing. He was. It, it's 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 like anti-mask bullshit that I actually don't really want to like give any more energy to because um, I think it's actually becoming pretty pretty horrible and dangerous. Um, but I, you know, since we are here, I will just say John McAfee was uh, was apparently arrested for wearing uh, a thong over his face instead of a, ma- a mask um, when he was at an airport. I think that, he was wanted for th- much worse things than that. He, well, he, who knows? I don't know. I don't America? know enough. We don't even have to go into that. Into that. But uh, that was all a hoax. He was wearing a thong um, on his face, but he wasn't arrested for that. But he was, I think he did run into like some legal issues because they were like, look, sir, you need to wear a, a medical 
grade mask or something, and he was like, "Oh, this long doesn't work." Anyway, whatever. That shit's stupid. But you want to know what's well, even? Well, dude, if he's if he if he's spreading bullshit though like that, then we can spread bullshit about him, right? It's like uh, no, no, right? No, that that makes sense, right? <laughs> And you see people no. that forget their masks and they kind of like pull their shirt up above their face or like at the gym once I forgot mine. So I covered my face with a, a whole towel. So I was probably with the <laughs> best mask there. So I just wonder if like he was like, oh, shit, forgot my mask, turned to the nearest woman next to him or person. And then she no, just that was kinda, his. It was his. Yeah, he, wear, he, he wears okay. those. Well, that was in his bag. He just is, took it out of nope. his spare Then bag. he just yeah. whipped it off. Put it on his face because Not public health. And again, and again, <laughs> should, none should... of this is true. So, so, uh, <laughs> but, but what is true, what is true, and what is um, uh, equally is a bit fucked up, is that, uh, did you guys hear about this news about Russia rushing <laughs> into uh, unveiling a vaccine before finishing fucking testing? So, it's... it's yeah, I, I saw Karen on Facebook wrote... <laughs> Oh my goodness, Russia! Russia has a vaccine, and I was like, "Man, you don't really pay too much yeah, attention to politics." Yeah. Do you? It's, it's really, it's really sad. It's, I mean, this has kind of turned into, they've, you know, Russia's kind of turned the the vaccine, uh, the whole vaccine thing into into the next space race. Um, Russian President Vladimir Putin claimed Tuesday that Russia Russian scientists achieved a breakthrough in the global vaccine race announcing that the country has become the first to approve an ex- experimental COVID-19 vaccine that his own daughter has already taken a dose. Now, I wonder how true that is. I don't know. Officials have pledged to vaccinate millions of people, including teachers and frontline care workers this month, before even finishing clinical trials with the formula developed by the Gam- Gamma- Gamaleya Institute in Moscow. Um, here's the thing. is. <clears throat> Is that I th- and I don't know I don't know a fucking thing about nothing. You don't know shit about fuck. I don't know fuck about <laughs> cock. Um, oh my but, god! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was gonna make a Guys, joke I'm that in... the vaccine was made out of Putin's jizz, but then you said that his daughter <laughs> took it. And oh. I felt really <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> Guys, I'm embarrassed about this entire oh, episode. Brian, you're such a little <laughs> fucking. We, we announced that baby. we were gonna be part of the CBC. <laughs> And then we and then we just go on to record hey the most hey vulgar man. offside just, conversation we've recorded. We're just weeks. we're just we're just keeping face, you know. Is that yeah. is that the is that the phrase the term uh, the terminology keeping face? I think it's saving face. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, I don't know shit about fuck. But uh, I'm like okay. So clearly, it, it seems a little a little. Like a little weird for them to come out and be like, we got a fucking vaccine and we got it before everyone else and we're the best. We're number one. But also, how does it work? You know, like how I'm assuming when we do, when there is a vaccine that is created, like to speed it up fast enough, it's it's bad. It's it's going to have to it's going to have to bypass certain trials, right? Like like to to because you know it's like we were talking about how. When we talked to that vaccinologist, she was, we were saying how like the fastest vaccine ever created was like five years, and that was that was mm-hmm. fucking fast because typically they're like ten. So it's like, like to to get a vaccine out quick enough, it's gonna have to skip from, some steps, right? From what I understand, from what I understand uh, about re- reading <laughs> reading some some things on on Russia's um, potential vaccine was mm. that. 
even within <clears throat> even within the context um, uh, or the circumstance of rushing a vaccine, they're they're they've bypassed or skipped over or maybe not ru- run through the proper um, uh, tests or trials or what what I, I I don't know the I don't know the ins and outs of it, but like even the things that are expected within this like rushed circumstance aren't aren't being met and they're not sharing and and i think that there's a i mean which is kind of which seems pretty typical and and typical from the perspective of somebody from north america uh, of the russian government that there's like that there's a lack of sharing and uh openness between uh russia and yeah the the western world lack of transparency yeah yeah one thing I kind of think is think of as an analogy is like I think of like the 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 development of a vaccine like uh like a hockey game. So there's like three periods that you have to play to get to the end of the game and determine the final score. And between those periods there's a certain amount of time where the Zamboni goes and cleans the ice and stuff. And if you wanted to speed up the length of the game, you could like shorten up the time, the intermission between periods, and that would help make the game go faster, but you still ultimately have to play those periods. And I feel like the Russians just axed the third period. They were just like, fuck it. We're not going to pay that, play that. We know the score of the game already. We're just going to go ahead and execute it. Yeah. But the the problem with that analogy is that Russia loves hockey and they would never do something so, so sacrilegious to the beautiful sport of hockey. Really? Um, I mean, I, I I will say my my perspective on like specifically Russia U.S. relations has has skewed over the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, our manager Jeff put Jer and I onto this podcast Wind of Change, which oh is just oh like God. which just is just, just, just interesting. I mean, a really interesting yeah, podcast. Yeah, Tay. I mean, just before you go on, just if you haven't listened to it yet, I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck what your taste is. It doesn't matter. This podcast is for everyone. It's it is an, an immaculate piece of art. Go download and the, it and, and listen and, to it. It's fucking amazing. And I mean the 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 Coles the Coles notes of it are basically that a that a that a song uh, by the German band Scorpions was um, there's a, a, the the journalist is, is pulling at the thread of a story that he heard a decade before, which is that the the song Wind of Change, written by the Scorpions, which was like a huge cultural movement um, in the USSR and and Europe. Ooh. Uh, around the time that the Berlin Wall fell, that the CIA actually wrote that song and and was it was cultural propaganda by the U.S. to influence the the culture in the USSR and and had a hand in in taking down the Berlin Wall. So it's this huge mm. thing. But anyway, uh, but the podcast like largely explores like U.S. Soviet Union relations and how those mm-hmm. have evolved over time. And and this and there was a there was a moment in, in where they were talking to uh, this Russian woman. Um, for an interview and she was saying that while she was growing up that that people growing up in the USSR always thought once the Soviet Union fell that they would become more like the US and that the reality was that the US ended up becoming more like the USSR Ooh. after the Berlin Wall fell and I was like holy fuck that's a, that's kind of like a crazy that's kind of like a crazy Kind of mind blowing, like a mind blowing um, perspective to have, and it really, it it really kind of like, it really kind of rocked, uh, um, rocked my world, and I, and and I don't know, just just in this, 
just in this era where when we see news that's like Russia did this. I mean, it just made me think like, you know, it's it's hard to tell like where where how our perspective on another country is shaped. And mm, uh mm. and and whether and whether or not I mean, I know we don't have the full story, but are we yeah. on the right track as a as a as a people? I don't know. Lauren, go ahead. You, you, yeah, you like further useful to well, similar, like it's, it's that it's mind blowing to hear you say that, uh, that Russian woman said that she felt that, uh, the U S was becoming more like the USSR because I kind of have been feeling like the USSR truly won the cold war lately, especially in the way that, uh, American elections have been influenced by Russia. Mm, yeah. mm. But, um, one similarity between Russia and the U S is like, Trump is trying to do the exact same thing. He's trying to rush a vaccine and, and give it to people, which is going to create vaccine hesitancy for a whole new reason, which right. is wildly <laughs> unproductive. So mm. I just thought that was really interesting. That's the interesting thing is that like rushing a vaccine doesn't make people more likely to take it. They were talking about, there's a, a daily episode about it a few weeks ago. And they were talking about the, um, the percentage of people who are likely to get the vaccine when it becomes available and how that will be impacted by the timeline of when the vaccine is actually released. So the faster that the vaccine is actually created, the less likely people are to take it. And it yeah. goes from something from like 60 to 70% of people being on board with taking the mm -hmm. vaccine. If it takes the full duration at which we would normally expect a vaccine to be created. I'm a, so I'm a, yeah. What they were saying in the beginning was like 18 months. Yeah. And if they cut these certain corners, then they can speed up that time frame, and maybe it could be ready by early twenty. I'm an early adopter, so, so I would be getting it. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it today. I mean, I, I was actually thinking about booking a flight to Moscow. Would you take the Would you take the Russian vaccine? Yeah. Actually, though, no, no, no bullshit. Would you Would you take the Russian vaccine? You only live once, man. Yolo. You know, I, I, there are so many parallels. That's an there answer. are so many parallels. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an answer. You only live once. <coughs> I mean, it means yo, it, yo, so wait, does that mean yes Yolo or no? Means yes. Yolo You're, means yellow. <laughs> if it's a needle, stick it in me, man. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll try. I'll it's try anything though. once. It, it is hard because I, so one of one of the things that I found difficult about the Russian uh, announcement of having this vaccine ready was that you know my biases towards Russia as a nation immediately made me go, well, they cut a huge corner and no, absolutely. I would not, I would absolutely not do that. But then I'm trying to understand like, you know, what, like be more um, objective about this. Like, is there, can, can you look into this in a more rational or scientific basis and better understand where, how they got to this place? And obviously it's impossible to like, find out that information because it's probably being presented by the Russian government in some way that is manipulating the um, data to make nah. it look like it's... I mean, we might be looking back at this. We valid, might be looking back at this going, going, this is, this is our generations. Or, I mean, fuck, it's almost been a, like 80, going on 80, uh, I guess 40, 20, so 60 years. This could be the space race of our generation, you know, like... Well, that's the, uh, that's how Russia's treating it right now. Exa exactly, and and that and that this is and they this want is it. their chance to like reclaim, maybe not reclaim because after after World War II, obviously the Cold War was the was the battle for the world's yeah. largest superpower, and 
maybe and 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 uh, they probably see it and they probably saying probably in that sentence is ridiculous but possibly they see it as a way to take a major step forward in terms of their standing on the global stage. Yeah, man, this stage. is this is their Yuri Gagarin. This is them. This is like they Yuri Gagarin the vaccine. They just you know they they just took a they took a human and fucking just just launched him into space and he he lived he, he lived. So, but you know, and we'll see we'll see how many of those millions of people live when they get that vaccine. But speaking of all that, this is really interesting stuff, and I. So there's another thing that I want to touch on before we throw to our conversation today. But I also want to say this, because I haven't yet. We are about to throw to probably the best conversation we've ever had on Sick Boy Podcast. I don't know if you folks remember, but a couple of weeks back, I introduced the gang here to what a fatberg is. Well, let me tell you. We track down the fucking guy who knows everything about Fatbergs, and we are going to go so full, full on into Fatbergs today, folks. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I love this conversation. I but just want to tame. I just want to just, just reel it back. No, just a, just a touch. Way. I it's, just don't, it's the best, dude. I just don't want people to go into this like people go into a movie that Guys, is this, showing commercials. That's like Oscar winner for sure. Like. You know what I mean? Then you go to that movie and you go, eh. Manage expectations. This, yeah, manage expectations for sure. This episode is as bonkers as the idea of SpaceX sending astronauts to the ISS. But we will get there. Before we do, I know we were just talking about, um, about Russia and the vaccine. And that's like big world news. Like that's big world news and, and a little bit spooky. And a little bit scary, but it's true. Um, there's another, and you know, I know this is Feel Good Friday, and I know that the idea of Feel Good Friday is to leave you feeling good. But trust me, you will feel good when we get to the fat bird conversation because it's the best. Uh, but there's another piece of news here that is, uh, again, it's big, it's heavy. You might want to sit down if you're not already. Um, this is coming from the New York Times from Christy Ashwanden. Okay. Scientists have finally calculated how many hot dogs a person can eat at once. The world's best hot dog eaters could out-eat a grizzly bear or a coyote, but would fall far behind a wolf or a Burmese python, a new study finds. Isn't... Dude, are we about to talk about glizzy gladiators? Uh, I'm... Well, um, we're about to find out. I don't know what that is, but here we go. Over the... Oh, dude, it's so. This in is right a now. little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a while back there. But over the Fourth of July weekend, with streams of sweat pouring down his face, Joey Chestnut—that's right, folks. His name is Joey Chestnut—broke his own world record for hot dog eating by downing. How many people want to get? Uh, uh, let's put out guesses here. So this is hot dogs with buns in ten minutes. How many do you think? With buns. With buns. Ten minutes. Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, ten minutes. 76. Right. Oh my god, I'm going to say 122. Okay. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to say 50. Okay. Like 5 per minute. Brian, you are it that was very impressive, Brian. 75 hot dogs with buns in 10 minutes at the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. It was his 13th win at the annual contest and Miki Sudo set a woman's record of 48.5 hot dogs to grab her seventh straight Nathan's win. This is... See, I told you I knew about the glizzy guzzlers. I, 
<laughs> yeah, well, we're not. We're, I mean, I haven't read that yet. Uh, because of the coronavirus crisis, the event was held virtually this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the saddest part of that this is whole endeavor. Yeah. That is so sad. And Dr. I feel like they could have ra- rated And Dr. It, James Smoliga was glued to his screen, rooting for new records. For the past few months, Dr. Smoliga, a veterinarian and exercise... <laughs> A veterinarian and exercise scientist has been working what? has been working on a math. This is a real article. Has been working on a mathematical analysis of the maximum number of hot dogs that a human could theoretically consume in ten minutes. The quote: "The answer is eighty-three." What a waste of said Doctor Smoliga, a professor at High Point University in North Carolina. So he so he mathematically he's thinking the most a human could eat is eighty-three in ten minutes. He has now published the full analysis. <laughs> which calculated this number based on 39 years of historical data from the Nathan's contest, as well as on mathematical models of human performance that consider the potential for extreme athletic feats. Let me just, let me just say that are again. They, are they categorizing that as an athletic feat? Oh, did you not know that, did yes, you not know that this is, is, this is going to be in the, the 2021 Olympics? <coughs> All right. <coughs> Uh, <laughs> quote, it's a great, it's a great paper, quote, said doctor, another doctor, another doctor is going, yo, this is a great paper that, that this other doctor read, said Dr. <laughs> best, Michael Joyner, a physician paper. at the Mayo Clinic who studies human performance, adding that the analysis shows the classic <laughs> fast rise in performance, followed by more gra- gradual improvements that happen when an event becomes professionalized, professionalized. I just said the word professionalized while talking about eating a, a, up to 83 hot dogs. The best part, he said, is that Dr. Smoliga wrote it with a straight face. <laughs> this is an Onion article. It's, this is not, man. This is the New York Times. Also, the New York Times put out an article a couple weeks ago about aliens being real. So, uh, legit, folks. Legit. So you <laughs> Fucking can't legit. Uh, Dr. Smoliga's calculations show that when adjusted for body mass, the world's most competitive hot dog eaters could out, out eat a grizzly bear or a coyote. That's pretty fucking wild. I don't even understand that. I don't understand that either. So, adjusted, like how, so adjusted if, for body mass, though. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, so adjusted so, for body mass. So if, yeah. you, if right, you took right, a grizzly right, 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 right. bear and you were like, grizzly bear, I, I have 83 hot dogs, that grizzly bear is going to go, are you knucking futs? But if the grizzly bear was the same weight or mass as the human, the human could out eat the grizzly bear right. scientifically. Yeah. Statistically, yeah. literally, statistically, spiritually, um, uh, <laughs> uh, empirically, bears, <laughs> authoritarian bears can eat the equivalent of about eight wow. hot dogs per minute, compared with Mr. Chestnut's ability to eat seven point five per minute. But the bears don't continue at this pace for more than six minutes. Doctor Smoliga said that, so so we know it's true. And what? Like, yeah, but bears do that. Like, are are they saying this is what bears do (laughs) regular regularly when they eat? Because does this guy? Oh, humans don't eat at this pace ever, dude. Have you seen bears eat hot dogs? (laughs) Do you know what the Do you know what the craziest thing about this entire article is? Uh, What's that? Is that literally thirty minutes ago? I text my cousin Che and I was like, che? Hey dude, what's a glizzy? You said che. what's a glizzy? I said what's a glizzy because I've been seeing it on Twitter all the time <laughs> and whenever I see words that I don't understand that seem like they're from like Gen Z culture, I uh text Che and ask him what the word is and how I can use it in yeah. a sentence. 
and he just wrote me back and said, a glizzy is a hot dog or a gun. And I said, but how do I use it in a cool hip way? And why are people saying it so much? And he said, because it's funny. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you're this out of touch. I'm disappointed. And I said, dude, come on. I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And he said, that's funny. Let me know when it comes out. And then all of a sudden you started talking about this hot dog eating contest, which wow. all of a sudden became the prime opportunity for me to talk about glizzies. I just want to, I just want to point out the irony, how important they are to Gen Z culture right now. I just want to point out the irony of of how, uh, how, what Jeremy thinks is the best conversation we've ever had on the podcast is going to be preceded by possibly the worst conversation we've ever I don't had disagree that this the is the worst <laughs> conversation leading up to the best conversation. I don't disagree. There's a with high that. Con- there's a we high We can cut contrast. this all out if you guys want. Well, well, but isn't that crazy that you brought up a hot dog eating contest right before I asked what it yeah, could be? Maybe this was right actually Jeremy's method to make to make everybody everybody see the fatberg conversation as hands down the best because, no because hey, if, hey. It, if it if if it's if it's no. if it lowers yeah, ex- exactly everybody's are you, everybody's expectations are you, are you, came you, so far down after the hot dog conversation are you are, are you actually are you actually fucking seriously telling me that the other day when we sat down with Dr. John Love you did not leave that conversation feeling like pregnant with with joy Talking about talking about thirty meter fatbergs and this man. I, d- I mean, fucking, it was yeah, it was great. It was, it was great. And, jo- was, and John oh and John God. is a is a very lovable character. I mean, he's very yeah. very endearing. I'm just saying, I I really enjoyed the fatberg conversation, but I also enjoyed the conversation when we talked to our best friend who died from cancer, Brandon. When we talked to him yeah, a number but- of times, like that would be a more enjoyable moment that sits fondly in my memory than the fat fine bird but brandon's never been in the fucking sewer cut, cutting up a fatberg <laughs> i mean that's true, true. Yeah. he would definitely agree with that so that's yeah folks we are now a cbc podcast and uh <laughs> we couldn't be more excited and uh and we love you all so much and we support uh the we support you for supporting us so uh wherever you're you are uh, whoever you are and wherever you are out there we think you're awesome um, unless you're not, you know, because uh, there are pe- there are people out there that aren't awesome, and there's there's a good chance that you you also just happen to like listening to us. So if you're not a gr- good person and you listen to us, uh, do just just do, do yeah do one thing today that makes you a better person. Um, and so uh, with having said that, we're going to get into probably one of the most important conversations we ever had on this podcast where we talk to people about the hardest uh, moments they've ever gone through in their entire lives because they live with really severe illnesses. We are going to talk to Dr. John Love from over, over, over in London, over in, over in the UK. And uh, he's going to tell us about Fatbergs. And if you don't know what a Fatberg is and you didn't listen to the episode a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, just Google it. Google Fatberg and then imagine what it smells like. And then listen to this episode because it's going to be oh, uh, God, Brian, Jesus, it's going to yeah, be good go, uh, go on our Instagram and uh, swipe left to ruin your day. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Oh, for sure. Uh, all right. We hope you enjoy this. episode. I hope I, I'm I actually fully no silliness. I fucking hope you enjoy this episode, this conversation as much as I did, because I was a little giddy child. Here's Dr. John Love.
Let me set the stage. Jeremy right. is so guys. So I can't. Over the moon. I can't fucking express how excited I am. So <clears throat> all right. A little while back, maybe a week, two, who knows, three weeks ago. You told me about, I, I want to even roll that back a little further because you sent me a photo of this nastiness at another point in time. Like, I want to say <laughs> over a year ago. I quite think, a while. I think yeah. maybe you were just like, dude, look at I, this. I, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, state, I'll, I'll start with this. I have a fascination for the gross. I have a fascination for things that probably smell atrocious and uh and and this we're going we're going right down that lane head first uh 100 miles per hour uh a few weeks ago i was talking we were talking on this this uh this respectable program called sick boy podcast <laughs> about about my love for bidets and i've been on the bidet tra- i've been on the bidet train now for I would say well over a year, and it's completely changed my life. I'm hopping on the and train too. Choo choo. Yes, yeah, you, Taylor, you're getting on board. We're still and so, not sponsored by Tushy, which is crazy. We're still not sponsored by a bidet, but that will happen one day. And so I'm trying to like really push forward this message of <clears throat> the positivity of bidets, and to help back my back up my um, my stance on bidets, I found this wonderful little article about why people should not be wiping their ass with wet wipes. And it also, ten- it, it, within this article, it went into um, the fact that, you know, wet wipes are, not only are they bad for your, for your biology, for your asshole, but they're, they're not great for the, for the environment. They're not great for the earth. <clears throat> and, and I was talking about how, you know, there's, there's a subsect of, of just maniacs out there who think it's okay to flush wet wipes down the toilet. And I said to the guys casually, I was like, you know, and and that's the kind of shit that produces a fatberg. And Brian, I believe, was like, what's a fatberg? And I was like, wait, you don't know what a fatberg is? And Lauren was also on 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 the recording, and she was like, I don't know what that is. And I got so elated because I got to introduce two of my best friends to the world of fatbergs. It's still and something throw, so it's something I wish I still knew nothing about. <laughs> and and so, and so in in this like little moment, I, I you know, in the middle of the recording, I quickly hit Google and I come across this uh, this article. Um, and within the article, there's a quote from a, a a man named John Love. And I do my best um uh, my best UK accent. Can we hear and that? We'll, actually, you know what? We'll insert that right here. It was my first time <laughs> analyzing a fat bird. And when you smell it, you think this is going to be the last time because the smell was honking, Professor Love said. It was awful to do. It smelled gross. So that was my impression of John Love. And um, oddly enough, Lauren, the wizard behind Sick Boy Podcast, who's really just keeping this train rolling, um, found... Dr. John Love, and we are sitting with him right now, and we're going to get into what fatbergs are all about, and I could not be more fucking excited. So, John Love, let's, let's, well, let's hear, let's hear from you. Um, uh, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and, and while you're speaking, everyone at home can, um, can just judge how good my impression of you was before we even met. <laughs> well, my, my name is John Love. Um, Dr. Love usually has a symbols bashing at the end of it. Um, so yeah, 
Well, I, I'm a professor at Exeter University in the southwest of England, and I'm a professor of synthetic biology, which is basically molecular biology on steroids. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And we try to, uh, mostly we're working in renewable energies, developing new biofuels and new ways to make biofuels at sufficiently high levels to be useful. So that's what we're trying to do. But at the same time, we dabble obviously in microbiology. We're interested in bacteria and in bugs. And um, from one thing to another, we're also interested in water resources and how we treat our aquatic environments. Uh, that became out because I did my PhD in algae and I like water and I like algae. So I, I want to make sure that we're okay with that. So anyway, um, I was I was working, you know, one day in the lab and I got a call uh, from one of our colleagues over in our knowledge transfer department. And she said to me, uh, so we've got this thing from Southwest Water, which is our local water company. They've got a fatberg in their sewer and they want to know if it's dangerous or not. And I said, wow, well, that would be cool. Um, she said, we've got to put a call out there for people who, who want to maybe study the fatberg and, and see what, it, what it's made of and things. And I was thinking, yeah, that, that sounds really awesome. Um, I'd like to volunteer if that's okay. And he said, yeah, that's really okay because like you're the only volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it happened. <laughs> You're like, what? So, I'm the only one? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so for, for, the, for our listeners, and, and maybe there's someone who's just coming on board right now and they've never heard our show before. Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm so sorry. And secondly, <laughs> I want to say, um, you know, if, if you haven't listened to that episode of Fatbergs, I gave my best. My, I, I'm an idiot. I don't know a fucking thing about anything. And I tried to dis describe a Fatberg to my, the best of my abilities. And Brian literally <laughs> almost vomited um, at my <laughs> description of this fabric. So, so I you did, know, and, and I consider myself to have like a pretty like strong stomach. There's not too yeah. much that makes me that crazy. And actually, in yeah. hindsight, like thinking back about that conversation, mm. I've been wondering what it is that it caused me to have such a visceral reaction to it. Right. And I don't know what it was exactly, but it has something to do with the idea of the smell mm. of what a right. fabric <laughs> smells like. So, so John, why don't why don't you why don't like I, you know I want to hear from the professional. Mm. Um, uh, of from your like from your words what what is what the hell is a friggin fatberg well a fatberg is is basically it's an artifact of pollution so it's what you get them in sewers they they are basically concretions or accretions of fat used wet wipes uh, various fibrous materials and so they they develop over time and they they grow and they grow and the thing is that's that, that they grow really quickly, um, or at least they can do. And the sewer, the, the environment in the sewer, it's not oxygen rich. In fact, it's pretty oxygen poor and completely anaerobic, actually. So it, it, they, they don't degrade. They don't oxidize and, and they, they don't biodegrade very quickly. And they just essentially just block the sewer. And then you get sewer back up and, and, uh, and it's gross. And it's, so that, yeah, oh, it's, it, did, it, I, I picture it like the sewers version of a human who has a bowel obstruction. It's pretty much it, yeah. 
Uh, and it's a big blockage. I mean, we were talking, the one that we were looking at was 30 meters long and about two meters high. (laughs) Yeah. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. When, so when, when they called and they asked you if you wanted to come in and study this, did mm. you, did, what was your knowledge about uh, Fatbergs like before that? It, well, it, to be honest, it was just pretty minimal. Um, I, I was excited because it was a new thing. So it's like a new ecology. And we were thinking, well, you know, there could be really some cool, interesting bugs in here. We work a lot on fat for our work in biofuels. So I thought, well, you know, we might find something really neat, some bugs that have evolved in this environment that we, mm. we've never studied before. So we were quite mm. interested in that. And, um, and then, then it came to it. It came to getting the samples, and that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually sent my um, colleagues to get them. Have you been have you been in the sewer yourself to see? No, them? we we weren't allowed in. So the sewer yeah. is only about a meter to a meter fifty high. So it's like being crouched in your desk with uh, and the way that they they degrade the the fatberg, the way they get rid of the blockage is that they use these power hoses, like uh, you know, like a a jet wash hose, but more powerful than that. That also just has, it's got water in it, but also has some detergents in it. And they hack away at it as well, like miners with a pickaxe, and they just like use it to, to degrade it. And I saw the guys going down there. So they, they, they first go in wearing, so if you just imagine they have their normal clothes on, then they put on um, a wetsuit, uh, a dry suit over the top of that. And then they put on some more protection, body protection, like body armor. And then on top of that, they put like a spelunking suit on. So, and and then Whoa. they've got their, yeah, they've got a full helmet um, for um, their face visor with a tube that leads to an oxygen tank. So Whoa. they look like, oh I mean, God. it is mental. They can hardly move and they get winched into the hole. So they don't oh. climb down the ladder because they, they're just floating there and they get winched in carefully. And then it's like going to space. Yeah, it yeah, is a yeah. bit like being the yeah. opposite of a spaceman because you're going into a tiny little <laughs> black confined space. Oh, so, <laughs> so it, you know, yeah. all, all of that, all of that PPE, that that, mm. that personal protection equipment, like, is that? I, I mean, I, I assume, like, okay, I'm I'm trying to I am trying my goddamn hardest to picture a thirty meter long Fatberg. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're chipping away at that thing, is that like? Are we talking just about this like giant, like hard, smelly thing? Like, how dangerous is this? Like, if you took a big lick of a fat bird, yeah, what? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, could that fuck your day up? Like, or or your year up? You know, probably it could do. (laughs) Yeah, we we found actually when we did the 
the analysis. So we did we we took some some samples of the fatberg, and uh, we looked for the DNA within the fatberg, um, right. the DNA of all the microbes that are there, and we sequenced all of that stuff and we analyzed it and we found that actually what's in the fatberg is essentially what's in the sewer and what's in the sewer is exactly what comes out your bum. So oh, yeah, right. These so it's are, just a, yeah, it's just a bunch of like shit and 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 I mean it's just yeah, it's like it's just excrement yeah. mixed with fat. With yeah, in the art <laughs> in the article that I read there was like mm-hmm. there was, you know, at, uh, during the Fatberg autopsy, there was like false teeth and yeah, yeah, and we had that. Like, that was that's, uh, yeah, uh, in that's fact, just, uh, my Paul, Paul, one of my 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 colleagues, he he actually was at that point he nearly lost his lunch because uh, yeah. they took up the buckets and they poured it into the sampling buckets, <laughs> and then he saw these false teeth just flow into this bucket oh. and he just could not. I mean, it's it's, like, it's gotta we've be. We've kept it's, it. It's one of our, our sort of. <sighs> lab artifacts now yeah. and, and you made it uh, into a it, necklace didn't you, you well it, at christmas it's uh it's like the trophy prize for the people who win the pub quiz <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be such a it's got to be such a an eye opener to just like the way to just the way that people that people look at the Toilets. function or the use of yeah. their toilet yeah. as just yeah. this magic Disip- it's a magic garbage. Just, yeah, just, you just put garbage. it in the yeah. garbage. It's this little hole. It's like fairly easy to keep clean with a brush. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you put something in there and it can be whatever you want and it goes down and you never have to deal with it again. Yeah. And like other than other than the I mean a sewer backup, I don't know I don't know exactly what happens with the sewer backup, but it's it's it you know, just the just the term is mm. obviously bad. But yes. other than a sewer backup, which if you can kind of it kind of also, maybe explain a little bit of like what happens mm-hmm. when the sewer backs up. What is, what is the fatberg doing? Are there any other ways in which the fatberg is like detrimental to? I mean, obviously the health of the sewer. The yeah, way that, that all functions, and then like I guess like the the public health. Yeah, right well, mm. where where are, where the I see our fatberg. I, I didn't own it, right? But <laughs> the, where the fatberg that we were investigating was was actually only about fifteen to twenty meters from the seafront in Sidmouth, which is a little village in Devon, a very nice tourist place in Devon. Mm-hmm. And so you you know these things going into the the sea, the ocean, that's not really what you're looking for, right? Mm. The the interesting thing as well is that when we did the autopsy. So we, we got four or five different samples from different sites. As the, the operatives were cleaning out the fatberg, I think it took them 3,000 um, trips in uh, in, in oh. tankers to, to actually take the stuff from the sewer to the reprocessing plant. So they, they made actually biogas out of it. So they, they actually made a, a biofuel from the fatberg. Um, as they took it out. But the, the thing is, that was Southwest Water that did that. That was what they do, right? But the, as they were cleaning it, they, they gave us samples. And as they were going back and further into the fatberg, so away from the, the beach and further up the blockage part, if you like, it got more right. and more organic. So it went from being nice fat colored to sort of whitish crystalline and a bit yellowish to being very, very brown. Uh, at the end and that was Mm. the the gross bit but um, yeah what surprised us is that that we got think 15 kilo samples 
and we found loads of stuff in there. I mean, we got there were wet wipes, and we didn't realize that initially. I mean, I didn't even know that you see these wet wipes that are marketed as flushable wet wipes, right. which basically means that yes, they are flushable. They won't block your toilet, but they won't biodegrade. <laughs> so they're they're non-biodegradable waste, if you like, and and essentially they're plastic and paper all mixed up together. Yeah, and, yeah Taylor, yeah. T- Taylor and Jerry, you guys mentioned that uh, toilets are kind of like these. We th- we see them as these magic devices. I'll tell you who doesn't see them that way: people who have septic systems, mm. <laughs> like in yeah. municipal yeah. Uh, with municipal services. I worked in real estate for a little bit, and and oftentimes did inspections of municipal services and septic systems. People who have septic systems, when it costs you forty to fifty thousand Canadian dollars to yeah. build a new septic system, you're you're more conscientious about what you put in your toilet. Mm-hmm. But people on municipal Absolutely. services, they're like, as soon as it's off my property, it's not my problem. Yeah. And the thing is, is that that's not actually true because the lateral line that runs from your house to the street, if that gets fucked up and they have to dig down and replace that line under your property. That's your responsibility, and that can be a ten thousand dollar fix pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, people should be very conscientious about what they put in their toilets. However, I will. I, I want to tell a quick story, and I don't want to advocate for flushing condoms down the toilet. But I'll tell you what happens sometimes if you're not careful about what you do with those condoms if you're not flushing them. Oh God! Um, I, think I uh, heard this. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a disgusting story to share, but I'll try to make it quick. <laughs> I was uh, Hit me. Uh, staying at my my in-laws place and and uh, was having sex with my girlfriend and took the condom and put it in the garbage out of and, wedlock, Brian. And <laughs> <laughs> my word! And uh, and that night I, w- I got up to go to the bathroom and I saw the their golden retriever had carried the condom out of the garbage into its bed in the living room. I was like, "Fuck, better take that." <laughs> Went and grabbed that and I was like, "Thank God I found that." So anyway, a few days later, I went to visit one of my friends, and I hadn't been smoking weed very often, but I got to his place, and he offered me COVID-19. Each person had to have their own personal joint, so I smoked so much weed, and I was very high, and, uh, and, and I get this text from my girlfriend that says, uh, hey, um, just want to let you know, my dad just pulled a condom out of uh, my dog's mouth, and, I was, oh, and I'm sitting there no. high, and I'm like... Oh my God! What am I gonna do about this? Do I have to call him? Should I apologize? <laughs> I don't know what the answer is to this. And when I when I got home and I saw him later that night, I was just like, it was I was so yeah, sheepish about a, it. That's an awkward so, situation. Guys, don't flush. I'm not advocating for flushing condoms down the toilet, but be careful what yeah. you're doing with them. But you're not advocating you're not for throwing them in the garbage either. Well, yeah, not right. So what like, are we doing with the Brian? Swallow them? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Give it directly to the dog so the dog can take care of it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, anyway. my God. Where do we go from there? I don't know. We don't yeah. go anywhere. Uh, well, you're being very responsible, Brian. That's for sure. <laughs> so we my question, we were... Dr. John, is where do yeah. you put your condoms? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't get flushed. That's for sure. We were, we were actually thinking that we might get some condoms in the in the fat bag because yeah and and turned out we didn't find a single one Whoa, we found, really yeah we didn't find a single one sidmouth is uh primarily a retirement town i mean it's a lovely place on the english riviera so um a lot of you know retirees go there we found a lot of incontinence pads yeah right. um that's a lot no of aspersions on the on the population of sidmouth but there were yeah. a lot of those 
I know correlation and It also turns equal... out that Sidmouth has the highest STD rates in all of the UK. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I would yeah. not know. <laughs> I I guess I what I kind of there was something that you said earlier, John. Uh-huh. That um, and and this actually came up in our conversation when we originally brought up Fatbergs a couple of weeks ago, which was in that article that I that I had found. Um, they they had used the word autopsy, and you just used the mm-hmm. word autopsy as well. Why do they why do they call it an autopsy? Because and Lauren brought this up. I thought it was kind yeah. of interesting. I've always we've always thought autopsy to be the examination of a of a, a cadaver, a corpse yeah. that has yeah. passed. Um, is is it just like for lack of a better term, they use the word autopsy, I or suppose, is there? Yeah, I suppose we we just called it that because because I suppose you would say it's a forensic analysis. Right of that, but that's just a boring way to say autopsy. Right? <laughs> totally, um, totally. But yeah, so I, I guess maybe in if we're writing this up for a, a scientific publication, you you would write a forensic analysis of a fatberg. You, but in the in the lab in the jargon and when you talk to to people, if you say autopsy, people relate mm. to that much more. I mean, mm-hmm. forensic analysis sounds sounds too CSI. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds almost. Yeah. Like it wasn't like that at all. It was, it was very, very smelly when we did it. It cleared the lab. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, yeah, it's like I, I, I'm picturing like I, I like to, I like to think about fatbergs in my spare time, right? And so, so I, I've like thought about, um, and and maybe you do, maybe you know something about this, John. I'm not Mm. sure, but I've, I've thought about like how, how fucking wild would it have been for the first human to discover a fatberg. Like if I was that, I, I, I just started rewatching uh, the X-Files and, <laughs> and I'm on season two. And there, one of the best episodes in season two is about this creature that they find in the sewers. Mm-hmm. That's like, it, it, honestly, it kind of looks like if a fatberg was like, if a fatberg was uh, a humanoid shape, it's, it's what I, it, when I think of fatberg, I get two images, this really fucked up creature from the X-Files and just a bunch of diapers mashed into cooking oil mm-hmm. and 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 i can't figure out which one i love more but uh, the, the you know really? I, it is it does seem like it could be this like living thing there's something sort of there's something sort of monstrous about it and especially when you start to look into it and you start yeah. to see like how fucking huge like can you imagine finding a whale yeah. That uh, like Pretty underground that is that is just a diaper whale, a diaper whale, yeah, <laughs> like a giant diaper condom whale. Like, yeah. How how big do these things get? Do you know how big they, fatbergs can become? I I don't I don't really know. I mean, I suppose they could be as as large as the neglect, if you like, right? I mean, the mm. thing is, they grow pretty mm. quickly. Um, in in the UK, we have to so it's by law, the, the various water utilities have to inspect their sewers at least once every five years. And the sewers here in the UK, they're not like in, in the US or in Canada where they're nice and modern, you know, with concrete and things. Here they're made out of bricks and mortar and you get a lot of, it's not smooth. So you can see how the fat could get accreted first on the brick. And then as the mm-hmm. wet wipes get stuck to it, it just gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And the more stuff you have, the faster the thing will grow. So it, it, it can start off small, but grow quite quickly, very quickly, mm, actually. Right. So mm. it's, it's and, uh, you know. Was it, there a uh, was there a response from the community 
I yeah, I mean, what was brilliant is that that um, I mean, it was quite a thing to see these guys going in every day into the sewers and 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 bring out all this stuff. And they they had coming out every big... day crying. Yeah, they... coming out every day like trauma- <laughs> yeah. traumatized. They're very very courageous men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. You know, like I don't know if they're they're the sum of summa of masculinity when it comes to adventureness you know better better than the guys that just go into the woods (laughs) going into the woods is nothing compared to going into a sewer with a fat man but um but yes these guys were going in so it was quite a big thing and the press got a hold of it and everybody was was interested and on the top of that southwest water made a, a a pr campaign basically telling people look stop it's not just flushing your um uh, your 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 unbiodegradable things like you know down down the toilet, but also stop putting cooking oils and things like that into the sink. Right? Mm. Once you've you've done mm. we, when we did the analysis of the oil in the fat of the fat itself, we found that it was basically just made up of tallow, so beef and mutton fat with chicken and things like that. So we could mm. we could actually analyze where the the fats came from, and wow. they were mostly mm. animal cooking fats. So it wasn't, you know, it was for me a massive surprise actually to find out that we use so much cooking fat for a start, right? Yeah. And mm. and then people will just throw it down the sink. And I remember being a kid and my parents had a had a cup, like mm-hmm. a coffee mug of fat that was yeah. always by the that was always by the, it's on the I, stove and it was yeah, and I it was right hard now. and I would go <laughs> and I and and I remember I remember thinking to myself, what is that? What is that? Like what going on there and then um and then and and then later on when i started to like make my own food realizing like oh this stuff looks like water when it's Mm. in the when it's in the pan Mm. and i guess i guess just kind of pointing to why it can be so easy for people to go oh just chuck this down the drain because right now it's this very it's this very fluid like you know almost water-like substance and then like you know in 10 minutes after you put it down the drain or maybe less once it cools down that's just going to harden into this that's into right into this glue that's going to trap everything around it yeah mm-hmm. and and what when we did the so when we did the actual sample analysis we had these big 15 liter buckets with sample in them we put them in the autoclave so that was the div- it's like a massive steam cooker just to kill everything that was in it because we we were worried about you know bacterial illnesses and viruses and things like that that mm-hmm. you know so we just for safety's sake we'd do that 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 was not great because it vented into the lab at times and created <sighs> a stink but anyway the 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 point is when we got that out it was as you say melted fat um mm. we it, we cooled it down to about 50 degrees so that we could operate it safely with our hands we had um stab proof gloves on over which we had our neoprene gloves we put it in the fume hood so that vents the smell into the atmosphere and that was fantastic mm-hmm. but when we started putting our hands in so you you'd, you'd get this sort of vat of vat of fat right put your hands in and you'd be swirling around digging around for the false teeth and the toilet paper and all this sort of oh. stuff you'd pull out a tampon whatever and then you'd um oh, you'd Lord. take your hands out and within about five minutes they were encased in a solid lump of fat. Wow, so it was it was almost like putting your hands in some sort of plaster of Paris coming out and you, you basically couldn't yeah. move them. So you had to take your gloves off and then the, the fat just broke off. 
and it was in in little shards everywhere and and it was it was all very messy what a mess (laughs) yeah it was messy did you reuse any of the fat for cooking no we did not (laughs) (laughs) i can guarantee that I I, 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 I I am curious that when when uh, you mentioned your interest in, in doing this when they first called, mm. um, you talked about discovering um, maybe unique or interesting um, bugs or, mm. or or microorganisms. And I, I think it's funny, Jared, that you mentioned your idea of this like fat monster yeah. living mm. in the sewer. And I think of that kind of like our idea or a lot of people's thoughts about aliens existing mm. on other planets. Like we think that they're, they're going to be these creatures that are bipedal walk around six feet tall or whatever. But like uh, uh, the, the likelihood is that anything that's closer to us, if there's life on another planet nearby, it could just be a microorganism, right? So yeah. uh, I'm curious in, in thinking about what is in, in the sewer, did you find anything that was of interest or any, well, unique or interesting microorganisms? No, we didn't find anything unique. We found mainly gut bacteria and soil bacteria, which is kind of what you would expect. We found okay. a lot of, you know, a much higher proportion of gut bacteria than you would normally find in the environment. But considering the environment we're looking at, it was it was what it was. But also the the fact that the the temperature is quite low in the sewer, right? So it's not you know mega high. The and the when I say quite low call it 10 to 15 degrees c the and, and this was in the spring so the and the there's as i said before there's hardly any oxygen there so the bacteria when they're metabolizing are doing it very very slowly and we thought one of our big worries was that the fatberg would actually act as a reservoir for pollutants mm-hmm. so that it would deliver into the environment at a very slow pace a lot of pollutants that maybe have been banned you know a while ago but but now they're mm. caught in this and then they're just leaching into the environment bit by bit. So that was one of our main concerns in addition to the microbiology. Mm-hmm. And that was why the, I suppose the, the operatives who were dealing with the fatberg actually took all the precautions because it was a big unknown. So it was a massive health risk. Turned out that the health risk wasn't as big as we thought it could have been. But you know, mm. it's better to to be doubly sure than yeah. Than I mean, when you when you think about when you think about where we are right now in the current state of the world, mm. I mean, the Fatberg really seems like a place. Like if someone came along and said, "Covid came from a Fatberg," yeah. I wouldn't argue with them very much. <laughs> Tay, probably Tay, know, watch it, dude. Yeah. You're about to start a new conspiracy <laughs> that's going to spread fucking far and wide. It friend. came from the Fatberg, man. Patient zero, Sidmouth, UK. <laughs> <laughs> Just look into it, man. Just look into it. That's what we're gonna title this out there. Do fatbergs cause COVID? So I'm just seeing my chances of promotion diminish. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, I gotta say, man, this is uh, without a doubt, hands down, over the last five years and the 250 episodes we put out of this of this fucking show, this is the best conversation we've had yet (laughs) i love this 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 made me so happy and hey you know what just for just for the three of you and 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 all of you at home if you were curious uh just quickly um uh if you want to see what i'm about to show the guys here just google image search sewer monster x files uh in the chat there guys on the right on the bottom right you can see i put a little link that is a a link to the image (laughs) of the fatberg uh, the humanoid oh, fatberg that I was yeah. I was 
describing, and that's that <laughs> is it. That's the that's exactly what I picture oh. Fatberg to be. It looks Dude, that's like it's way a, worse it, than I thought it was gonna be. It looks it's, like a it's degraded Buffalo Bill. Oh man, it's one of the scariest X Files episodes of all time. It's so good. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is this is I'm just right so up my glad. alley. I'm so glad that the the teeth kind of look like the teeth we had. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Other than that. oh, frig! Well, John, uh, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to to dive into the world of Fatbergs and uh, for for humoring, uh, really just for humoring me. It's a I, pleasure. Brian, <laughs> Brian really wasn't looking forward to this, but <laughs> it was it was such a delight. So thank you, thank well, you so much. Well, if you guys are ever around in the UK, I can't send you a sample because basically it's a biohazard. But if you're ever around <laughs> and you want to have a little sniff, we've got some in a jar in the freezer. Ooh, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, man. Brian, yeah, challenge, challenge accepted. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Uh, thanks thank a lot, you John. guys. Thanks. Oh gosh, guys, that was that just that just chuffed my duft. That 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 tickled me, Dickle. It no, oi, it, oi, no, oi, no, Jerry, no. no, that no. was Jerry, no, no, that no. was right, right up me, right at me chops. No, 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 no. And no, you didn't even no. retch once, Brian. It, I was it, really it, impressed. Yeah, you did yeah, it, it chuffed you to it chuffed you to bits. It chuffed, chuffed me duffs. Oh, chuffed to bits. It that. Me top, me top spilled over me tops. Well, you know what, guys? So there's something really exciting that's going to be happening over the next few months. Um, you'll get to see how long we actually last. <laughs> the <CBC> <laughs> uh, start the countdown clock. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to take bets. <laughs> start a pool. And you can find those. You can place those bets over on Discord if oh, you're a man. Patreon supporter. <laughs> Because uh, you never know, we might need that support in case things <laughs> fall through with the old season. Honestly, yeah. though, honestly, though, guys, can we like, can we just take a second just to think about how how wild it is that that I mean, right now, underneath my house, like there could be a fat bird. That's a crazy thing to think. There probably isn't because I have a fucking bidet, but <laughs> hopefully, it's not under your house. Yeah, I, I I have no idea how the sewer system works here. I have no idea. I don't like want Big B dig. <laughs> Big B, he's he has dug a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. just get him to dig and find out if there's a fatberg or yeah, not. Yeah, get, get Big B to hunt hunt out a fatberg. Yeah. Oh, guys, I this is pro, this is such a fucking joy. I love this show so much. I love you guys so much. I love you, Doctor John Love. Thank you so much over there for fucking being on our show. Dude. I fucking love you. Fucking wow, love. this is a life changing yeah, conversation. It really is. And, My and, perspective and, and, is different now. I'm telling you right now, if we ever get over to the UK together as a crew. I can't, I can't wait to go smell that thing with him. Oh. Oh. All right, well, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. This was uh, Feel Good Friday. That is it for this week. Oh, Brian, stop it. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm... Oh, oh and I'm Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I... I, I cannot condone I hate that. me too. I'm Jeremy and this is Sick Boy. <laughs> <laughs>
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.